After taking a two and a half year hiatus from the spotlight and not releasing a new album in over five years, the pressure was on for Shania Twain to deliver a smash hit. Her previous album, Coming Over, became not just the best selling album of the 90s, but the best selling album by a female artist of all time. And she decided that after a big success like that, the only way to go was up. With singles like I'm Gonna Get You Good, Up, Forever and For Always, and many, many more singles, and we will talk about them. Shania's fourth studio album is a country pop celebration of love, life, and culture. So start climbing because we're about to go all the way up with Shania Twain. From pop stars and boy bands to alt rockers and rappers, the 2000s had a bit of something for everyone. So it's no wonder that decades later, the same power of the music released has been so strong. I'm Michael Kadosh, and I want to welcome you to my musical time machine, where I deep dive into some of the best albums released in the 2000s. And I may even be joined by some special guests here and there. This is Planet 2000s. Hey you guys, welcome to a new episode of the Planet 2000s podcast. Today, we are speaking about one of my favorite artists growing up, and one of my favorite artists to this day. I've seen her live twice. I have a very special relationship with her music. Me and my father always loved her music growing when I was growing up, and so I'm very excited to speak about her today. We're talking about Shania Twain. The album is Up. Up was her fourth album, and it was released on CD on November 19th, 2002. It was the highly anticipated follow-up to her double diamond selling album Come On Over, which had come out five years earlier in 1997. Five years since Shania had released an album. That's quite the fucking gap. Why did it take so long? I mean, obviously, if you know the Come On Over album, you know there were 12 singles from the album. The album sold immensely well. The album era literally lasted three years. After those three years, Shania decided to take a couple of years off. She moved her family to Switzerland. She had a child and took basically a huge break from the spotlight. This Up album was her big return. No, that was one of the few places without really isolating myself where I felt that I could um, be normal and really just forget about the Shania thing. The Shania thing? That's so funny to hear you say that. When I say the Shania thing, I think it's just everything that surrounds that, which is fame. And I like to leave that behind when I go home. And her new home is where her heart is, and her fame isn't. In Switzerland, she's just a regular gal who gets to enjoy the cold weather and the hot chocolate. Because you cannot get hot chocolate all year round, just anywhere. But <laughs> Switzerland is one of those places that you can, just like Canada. She's just a Canadian girl at heart who wants her hot chocolate, man. Shania really leaned into the fact that Come On Over allowed her to become a crossover artist, and she released three different versions of this album. The Red Disc, which was pop, the Green Disc, which was country, and the Blue Disc, which was world music. The album is really three different genres, and we get to hear them in their own interpretations. The Red Disc is my personal favorite, obviously, because I just love pop Shania. That's hard to top, isn't it? It is. Yeah, sure. It really is. It's not, it hasn't been my goal or it isn't my goal to top it. Uh, I wanted to make a better record. Of course, I'll always, that will always be my goal. I'm always trying to write better songs. I'm always trying to, to be original. Now, one thing that we're going to learn about our girl Shania in this episode is that she is a world-class traveler, okay? Pretty much every single music video that was shot for this album was shot in a different country, and that is no different than the recording process of the album, because that happened in many countries as well. Shania wrote pretty much, or not pretty much, Shania wrote the entire album with her husband, Mutt Lang, who had done all of her music for her previous two albums, and this 
album as well. They wrote every single song together and they didn't really collaborate with any other writers or producers. They really just collaborated with musicians. Both of them wrote and recorded the album together in Berlin, Rome, Vienna, Paris, Milan, Avignon, Dublin, Mumbai, the Bahamas, the Grenadine Islands, everywhere. A lot of the blue disc actually was recorded in Mumbai, India. World-class traveler, honey. Shania, while many people assumed would truly feel the pressure to follow up coming over with another smash record, she really just focused on making good music and she did not care about chart success. After all, when you try to chase a hit or a chart position, you end up being like a has-been, like Nicki Minaj. It never works out for you. Now does it? I always and will always feel the pressure to, to do something really good and mm. better than I did before. But bigger, how can you even put that pressure on yourself? You don't know what's going to happen. You just make it, put it out, and then keep your fingers crossed. You have no control as to what happens. Um, you don't know what people are thinking, what frame of mind they're in, what the climate of the industry is, I, you know. So I go in with the goal of making better music, writing better songs. Um, and I matured a lot from the last album to now, vocally. Uh, You've had a child? I've had a child. It, it emotionally affects you, of course, and that, that translates into your music. Um, I have more socially conscious songs on this album. Um, I don't know. I, I even got quite poetic with songs like um, I'm Jealous. and It's just deeper, and but yet I still... I had a lot of fun with the sense of humor that I like, that I enjoy writing with. It's quite typical of my songwriting style, and that's very evident and and I think consistent with this third album. Different regions got different variations of a physical release. So North America received a two-disc set, which was the red and the green version. And then there was the international version, which was the red and the blue version. Both versions included a note by Shania with a free download to whichever was the missing version. So the album got a reissue later on with a one-disc release, which was just the red version. Everybody got the red version, and then it just depends where you were in the world. You got the physical of one of the other versions and a free download of it. Now, there were eight singles released from this album. Normally, I list all singles, but... Eight is just a lot, so we're just gonna get right into it. The first single that was released from this album was I'm Gonna Get You Good. Written by Shania and Mutt, it got its release on October 7th, 2002 to Country Radio. This was the first of the songs to receive the green, red, and blue genre releases, something that she would do the entirety of this era as the album was recorded in the three different genres, as I just said. Like, that had never been done before in music. Because on the last album, we ended up making it another CD entirely. Yeah of remixes and because there was such a demand internationally for uh, for this and I kind of felt like like we were playing catch-up and I couldn't be around for a lot of the mixing and all that sort of thing and it wasn't ideal uh, this time around I just said look we're already aware of who is out there listening and who is out there buying my albums and who my fans are I'd rather just make the music for all of them right now, right off the bat. Because which comes first? How do you choose and how do you decide? And I didn't want to get into making one album and then r doing remixes after. Because the remixes aren't true really to the song, I don't think. They're fun and they're interesting and all that, but they're not as true. What we did with this music is we took all 19 songs and we re actually recorded them three different ways. And there's also a blue CD. I, I've, I've color-coded them because it's... Red, green, green, yeah. Red, green, and blue. So there is a blue CD that's going to be the international CD. And what will happen is everybody in the world will get the red CD. And that's just the straight-ahead pop CD. 
and that was recorded with, um, uh, you know, did some of the playing. There's uh, a lot of the musicians are just basically your, are, are pop musicians. Either you know, most of them are from L.A. This is a Spanish guitarist. Um, we went to um, Ireland, Ireland and Vienna, for the strings. And Milan, exactly. and Rome, and right. India. I mean, it's amazing. And the, and the Indian, uh, the stuff recorded in Mumbai is the blue CD. That's all the Asian uh, musicians. And then there's the green CD, which is the country. And those musicians were the country musicians from Nashville that we used on the last two albums. So the genre crossover of the last album was the reason that she did this. Shania had been out of the public eye for quite a while. She just had her baby, Asia, two years prior, and at this point was living full-time in Switzerland. She pretty much went off the grid after the success of Come On Over, and she came back punchier and sexier than ever. And with this era, the imaging regarding this single particularly, Shania was exposing a lot more skin, she was a lot sexier, and having a lot more fun with her fashion. Well, choosing a first single is always difficult. There's a lot of music on this album. So it wasn't easy, but it is very important, I, f I feel, because um, for me, I, I wanted, I, I've sort of, I guess it's been over two and a half years since I've put out any new music. Well, even longer than that, but um, really since I've been even not performing. So I really wanted to make sure that when I did come back uh, with my new music, that it was something that people were at least familiar with, um, something that was very recognizable as me. Um, because I have grown and I have evolved and uh, a lot of the music is a little bit different. So um, it was important to choose a song that, again, was uh, familiar enough to everybody that they at least knew that it was me when they heard it on the radio. Uh, basically, it's, it's about um, a strong woman who is quite strong and confident, knows what she wants and, and knows how to get it. And I suppose if you're going to get something, you might as well get it good. So, <laughs> uh, and it, it's just sort of my sense of humor um, that is, it, it always seems to run through my songwriting and uh, I often take the woman's point of view. So it, it, again, it's just another one of my uh, strong woman, confident songs. I mean, if you're going to get something, you may as well get it good. <laughs> I love that so much. The video was shot in the UK and directed by Paul Boyd, and they filmed it on August 22nd and 23rd, and it debuted on MTV on October 4, 2002. The video has this futuristic vibe, something that was very common for videos around this time. I kind of compare this video to Brandy's What About Us, because it has that same vibe and aesthetic, all the colors and everything looks so cartoony, yet futuristic. It's wild and such a vibe. I love that aesthetic so much. It's giving was, 2000s throwback. Like, some old friends. We've had a lot of success together in the past with other videos. Um, we did Man, I Feel Like a Woman together. We did That Don't Impress Me Much. Uh, from this moment on, definitely some of my favorite videos have been with Paul Boyd directing. And this one will be no exception. We had a really great time doing it. He came up with some great concepts. And uh, I, I think we make a great team. So it was just great getting back together with him. I felt very confident. Uh, that the video would uh, would be pretty exceptional with him behind it. The video is quite different from anything else I've ever done. I've never used animation before. I've <laughs> I'm sort of playing some kind of a a bit of a superhero type character in the video, and of course that's something that I've never done before. So it, it was kind of fun. I um, I felt a little bit like a James Bond girl in in the video, and uh, I do know how to ride a motorbike, so it was quite fun. Um, just sort of playing through that and getting into that character. Uh, so I, I think it's probably the most um, 
exciting video I've ever done because even the performance is, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's more rock and roll and I've never really done anything like, anything like that before so um, it was exciting to do and, and very different. There are six versions of the I'm Gonna Get You Good video because it wouldn't be Shania if there weren't five million versions of everything that was produced. The first two were the original video for both the red and the blue version, and then there were two more special effects edits that were made, one for each genre, bringing out of four videos. We had more sound effects from the motorcycle to the robot. Yes, there's a robot in the video. And finally, a blue version was released for the blue version of the song, only in India. And then we had a simple version that was of the pop version, the red version, that featured only her and her band performing, and the longer album version of the song was used. The effort, the time, the attention to detail that was put into every single release of hers. Top fucking tier, bro. Top tier. The video was a smash. It peaked at number one on VH1's weekly countdown, as well as winning Video of the Year at the 2003 Canadian Country Music Awards. And then Shania also performed the song at the American Music Awards, Late Show with David Letterman, Today Show, Top of the Pops in the UK, Wet and Das in Germany, and she even performed at the Grey Cup halftime show in Edmonton, Alberta in Canada. The song was a smash hit on the charts. It reached number one in Canada and Romania, number four in New Zealand, Norway, Scotland, and the UK, number six in Denmark and Hungary, number seven in Ireland, number 8 in Portugal, Spain, and Sweden, number 10 in Switzerland, number 14 in Australia and Italy, and finally number 34 in the US. Now, the US really had some curious chart positions, let me tell you. I think pretty much every episode I do, I'm like a song that I loved growing up that was a huge hit everywhere, and then I see it was number 50 in the US. I'm like, the fuck? The song was certified gold there, though, and also certified gold in Australia, because most people were buying albums. The US, you know, it wasn't the singles would never do well. It was always the albums that did well. People wanted the actual full experience. That's how you know you were a real successful artist if you're an album artist, really. The second single from the Up album was the title track, Up. It got its release to country radio on January 6, 2003, starting the new year off on a positive note, to say the least. Billboard magazine said that the song was life-loving and instantly singable, and this one sounds like it's got the goods to go the distance. Honestly, guys, I love the positivity of the song. I actually remember before a very big job interview that I had a couple years ago, I had uh, my nerves, I was nervous as hell, and you know, I played the song three times over before the interview because I saw it as a good luck charm. And sure enough, I got that job. I'm still working it today. Up, it's the title track of the album. It's just a feel-good song, makes you feel great. Um, very uplifting and cheerful, funny. And it's the type of song I, I personally enjoy. I'm now on my third original album and having success. It's a very difficult thing to do. I think people just realize after all this time that there has to be some talent there to make that happen because even some of the most talented people that we know come and go after one big album. So I think it's just time that has um, allowed me that. Just continuous success and uh, consistency. People finally realize that there has to be something to it. Shania shot the music video for Up in Madrid, Spain. So, so far we see our girl loves a destination video shoot because we did the UK and now Spain. It was filmed in early 2003, released basically the following week. There wasn't as many special effects there. They kind of wanted a video that they could just get done quick and painless. And at the same time as she shot the Up video, she also shot some of the scenes for the Kaching video. Shania is in a white room for the Up video the entire time and she's decorating it with her own memorabilia and throwback photos. The glove from the That Don't Impress Me Much video is in this. We see the ACDC 
shirt that she wore on her 1998 Rolling Stone cover. The Montreal Canadiens jersey, which for a kid from Montreal, personally, was pretty cool to see the love. We see a Canadian flag. It's super light and fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously and kind of just like the song. The video won Video of the Year at the 2003 Much Music Video Awards in Canada. And it was also named the Country Recording of the Year at the 2004 Juno Awards. Now, Shania famously lip-synced the song for her life at the 2003 Super Bowl halftime show, complete with a pin-up ponytail look, a sparkly bra, black cape, and high heel boots. She also performed Man, I Feel Like a Woman and headlined the halftime show alongside No Doubt and Sting. The Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, also performed the national anthem that year, so they were really giving the love to the ladies of country at the Super Bowl that year. Tell me about that outfit. Beautiful. Oh, thank Stunning. you. Stunning. Who made it? Mark Bauer. What was it like being hoisted up over that crowd? The <gasps> well, the first time I tried that, it was a bit scary, but I was really into it. Shania, how did it feel? It's great. It's, oh. it's been, what, all of about two minutes since you got off the stage? I got my clothes. I'm like, I'm finished. It was certainly a big event, that's for sure. For Shania Twain, the best thing about being up in that crane was the bird's eye view of the pumped up crowd. They're in the spirit to have fun and have a good time. Shania, what is the one memory you're going to take away from today? I think, you know what, that it was pulled off without a hitch. And that adrenaline, I think I'll just take with me forever. I'm not sure if I'll feel that again. The song reached number two in Canada, number three in Hungary, number 21 as a double single with When You Kiss Me in the UK, and number 63 in the US. Now, it has a gold certification in the US and Japan as well, so it was still a hit, and people love it to this day. I just saw Shania a couple months ago in concert, and she literally opened the show with Up, or I guess Waking Up Dreaming and then did Up, It was, but it was triumphant. Such a great song to perform. Kachang was actually released as the second single for the album in Europe and Central America over Up, and it got its release on February 17th, 2003. It was actually quite the big success in the territories that it was released. It's a pop song with some world and R&B influences, and the lyrics focus on consumer culture, how greedy we all can be, everybody wants more. It's very Money, Money, Money by ABBA, if you guys know that song. Shania hadn't really ever touched on that topic before, so it was something new for her. It's a great track. The lyrics just look at how the world kind of revolves around money. I mean, shit, the cash register ringing literally opens the track. <laughs> Kaching, I wanted to write a song. Initially, that was a Christmas song. So that has nothing to do with any of the formats that I'm now doing with these three CDs. I just wanted to sit down and write a song with, a, with, a, with some meaning, um, a song about money and things and how important they've become in our lives, too important, and... Uh, how it's affected us and has a grip on us, commercial society, how it has a grip on us. And I wanted to write a song about that, and I thought it would be very appropriate to make that a Christmas song, because that's probably the time of year where that's yeah. at its height and peak, right? Um, I didn't end up doing the Christmas album, so I just rewrote it slightly. It still was about money and things, but it ended up being called Kaching. And so that's just a song written based on a concept and an idea. The music came, comes later, because I write everything on guitar. So everything, I'm, I'm just sitting down, the two of us, we're sitting, we've got our guitars out, and we're just writing a song. Uh, based on the merit of the song. And then we go into the studio, and the production is another stage. Yeah. It's another stage altogether. And then we get creative on another level when we get into the studio. She goes as far as to say that it is the U.S. that teaches our children to want more and more. She's not wrong. And the adults aren't great examples of how to use their money wisely for children to see. A vicious cycle. Aniti J directed the video, 
and it was shot at the same time as the Up video. Some of the scenes were shot in Madrid, but then she also filmed more scenes in Mexico City. Again, my girl loves a destination set. We see a city that is consumed with greed in the video. Shania sees the streets empty, and everyone is in the casino just trying to gamble their lives away. Scenes of Shania in both a silver and red dress are cut in between the scenes at the casino, and some of the edits of the video are simply just beauty shots and cut out all the casino city greed scenes completely. Furthermore, some of the videos had the silver outfit and some had the red. Clearly our girl loves variety in video. I mean, if I'm gonna get you good, had six versions, Kaching had like four. To Shania's pleasant surprise, the song turned out to become one of her biggest singles in Europe. It was her sixth consecutive top 10 single in the UK, where it reached number eight. And it also hit the top 10 in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Romania, Switzerland, Portugal, where it actually was number one. And of course the UK, it became her highest charting single in Germany, number three, Austria, number two, Switzerland, number two, and Hungary, number two. A literal smash in Europe. Kaching. Forever and for always, the fourth single released from this album, my favorite song on this album, and probably one of my top three favorite Shania songs, period. That coming over album truly is just something else. But yeah, this song is just so beautiful. It's kind of perfect. Shania released it as the third American and fourth overall single from the album on April 7th, 2003. Lyrically, the track is pretty simple. It's a love song. It's a song about two people who fell in love when they were children, and they've stayed together throughout the years and through all of life's trials and tribulations. It's the perfect little cliche and the dream, let's be honest. A lot of fans and critics compared the song's lyrics and structure to her biggest hit, You're Still the One, which beautiful song, but I will go as far to say that Forever and For Always is a better song. It truly is just so much prettier to me. And sonically, I do think the melody is a lot stronger than You're Still the One. Not that I don't love Still the One. Fantastic song. Shania, when speaking about the song, said that there was something just inspiring to her about people who start their relationship when they're kids and still are in love when they're older. It's such a cute concept and very storybook. Fun fact about this song, in a December 2019 concert during her Vegas residency, Shania actually revealed that the song had been recorded by Prince, but that his version was never released and instead remained part of his private collection. This was actually her first time performing that song in over 15 years and she dedicated it to Prince. So now when we listen to that song, I can only imagine what Prince would sound like. I'm sure it would be beautiful, but I'm actually very happy that she kept it because it's one of my favorite songs of hers. Keeping up with Shania's trend of destination video shoots, she shot this video at Bethel's Beach in New Zealand in March 2003 with Paul Boyd, who had done so many of her videos. He also went on to shoot the When You Kiss Me video around the same time, similar to what she did with Up and Kaching. She did with Forever and For Always and When You Kiss Me to do both videos at the same time. This video for Forever and For Always, though, shows two kids at the beach together, and then it shows them as teens and eventually as adults and as older people. And then we have scenes of Shania on the beach as well that are intercut throughout that storyline. It's the true notebook love story of it all. Forever and For Always ended up becoming the biggest hit on the album. It reached number one on the U.S. adult contemporary radio chart for six non-consecutive weeks, and it became her third number one on that chart, her sixth top 10 and her seventh top 20. It reached number four in Scotland, number four on country radio in the U.S., number five on the Canadian Hot 100, number six in Austria, Ireland, and the U.K., number eight in Romania, number nine in Germany, 17 in New Zealand, and number 20 in the U.S.A. So this was a top 20 hit on the Hot 100. The single has been certified platinum in America for sales of over 1 million units 
And Forever and For Always, the track was actually nominated at the 46th Annual Grammy Awards for Best Country Song and Best Female Country Vocal Performance. She lost to June Carter Cash and Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett, respectively. The fifth single from the album was the dance pop rock song Thank You Baby for Making Someday Come So Soon and it was released on August 11, 2003. One thing about Shania that you have to, if you're a fan of hers, you know that her song titles always have exclamation points and they're always long, like act literal literal sayings and Thank You Baby for Making Someday Come So Soon is a, just such a good and such a Shania song title. The track along with Kaching was released as a single and When You Kiss Me was released as a single exclusively in Europe and those songs were a little less country and a little more dance pop and they were getting the European single treatment for that reason. When reviewing the single, Rolling Stone magazine noted that this song conveyed a motherly intimacy and an undeniable pop sense. I love that because it's true. The song gives off warmth like a mother's love. The video directed by Paul Boyd was filmed in Vancouver. Ironic that it was literally shot in Canada, yet it was never released here. And most Canadians and North Americans, period, only really saw this video when it was posted on YouTube in 2009. It's set in an art gallery and Shania is projected on four big screen TVs. Lip syncing the song, she becomes the painting, if you will. If I'll be honest, the video is completely uninspired. <laughs> it's nothing. I love the song, but the video does nothing for me. It's giving we were only planning on releasing this in Europe, so we cut the budget. The song charted moderately in the territories that it was released in. Remember, by this point, we're at the fifth single, so in the markets that it was released, so it was bound to not do as well, but it still reached number 10 in Scotland and number 11 in the UK and number 20 in Germany. So it still actually was pretty successful. It just wasn't like number one, but it was a top 20 song in European markets. The fourth North American single released from the Up album and sixth overall single was She's Not Just a Pretty Face. An ode to man, I feel like a woman in the realm of female empowerment songs that Shania does so well. In the words of Billboard magazine, it's a country girl power anthem. It's perfect country pop. It's such a fun song. I loved it when I was young and I love it still so much now. It got its official release on October 6, 2003 and in the lyrics Shania lists a whole bunch of the incredible things that this wonderful lady in question can do, which makes her more than just a pretty face. I mean, she hosts a TV show, she rides the rodeo, she's an astronaut, she's a ballerina, a journalist for Time Magazine, a mother of three, a surgeon, she drives a subway train, she's every woman. She's Whitney Houston. <laughs> the music video directed by Beth McCarthy Miller is actually a live video. It's taken from the Up Live in Chicago DVD. That actually was a special on NBC. I'll talk about it in just a little bit, but this was done in an effort to promote both the tour and the Up Live in Chicago special. Shania performed the song on a number of talk shows and award shows, including the Oprah Winfrey Show, the CMA Awards, the Billboard Music Awards, and of course, the Up Tour. I also have to note that It Only Hurts When I'm Breathing, which was another single off this album, also got the live video treatment. Nah, actually, the song Nah was originally planned to be released as the sixth single, but the last minute it was switched to She's Not Just a Pretty Face. The song charted in Romania at number 38 and in the USA, reaching number 56 on the Hot 100, but more impressively reaching number nine on the US Hot Country Songs chart. I wasn't kidding, guys. We're not done with the singles. Single seven off the Up album was When You Kiss Me. This one was released as a European and Australian exclusive. This was the third European exclusive off the album. It was released on November 10, 2003. It's adult contemporary with some country influence, basically what her sound was known to be, staying true to the balladry that she became famous for at this point. And the video actually did get an American release, even though the single itself didn't. But it played on networks like CMT and VH1 by mid-2004 at the end of the Up era. So, you know, it's the album closer and 
kind of like that final push to sell the album in the last legs of its era. So yeah, if you lived in America, US, you probably did know this song if you were a fan of Shania's and were watching CMT, but it wasn't released to radio stations. Around the time of the release of the single, Shania had cancelled a bunch of promotional appearances, so it didn't get the promotion that it needed in order to make it a lasting success. It still got a video. It was shot in New Zealand, like I said earlier, around the time of Forever and For Always. There are two versions of it. There's a one-take version, where she's on the beach at night, very similar to You're Still the One video. The second version, which is the main one, and it shows Shania in a home on a boat on a beach with her man who is considerably younger and model-like. Both videos were done in black and white, so you either got the more narrative one or just the straightforward singing one, but I feel like CMT probably got the narrative one and VH1 had the just straightforward singing one. When You Kiss Me reached number four in Portugal, number 20 in Scotland, and number 21 in the UK, both of which were double A-sides with Up, number 30 in Germany, and number 2 in Austria. It also reached number 60 on the US Hot Country Songs chart, further proof that it did get a little bit of a US release. And finally, the eighth and final single that was released from the Up album, because literally nobody knows how to milk an album era quite like Shania, although Dua Lipa does a pretty good job of that in today's age. It Only Hurts When I'm Breathing. It was released on February 9th, 2004. It's a beautifully haunting adult contemporary ballad, the melody is infectious. She's actually said in interviews that this song is the only breakup song on the albums. Lyrically, the album didn't really focus too much on relationships, and when it did, it was more about love. It wasn't really about heartbreak. But this track, and just this track, touched on that. Something that she eventually would experience very publicly only a few years after the release of the song with the very man she wrote the song with. The foreshadowing is for real. Shania and Mutt co-wrote every track on the Up album, and very few were ballads. She decided that, okay, I'm gonna have at least one ballad. So this was a very intentional writing process. She said that the song was very powerful, and just like with each track on the Up album, was significant to her. And she said that this is the only heartbreak song in the CD, a chance for us all to catch our breath in between all the dancing. The video it was just a live video. It was taken from the live Up in Chicago performance. I love this song. It's a beautiful song and I love seeing her sing it live. The song reached number four on the Canadian chart, so it actually was a success here. And it was number 71 on the US Hot 100, so it charted in America as well. It also reached number 16 on the US Adult Contemporary chart and number 18 on the Hot Country Songs chart. The promotional tour that Shania went on for this album was extensive, to say the least, and rightfully so. It was her big return to the music scene after disappearing in early 2000 to focus on starting her family. You know, she did the halftime show, she did the American Music Awards, she did the European talk shows, but she also went on an uber successful tour, the Up Tour. This time around, I'm planning a world tour, um, much bigger than, than the last one, so I'm really looking forward to it, and I just can't wait to see the fans again. The touring has been the most rewarding time in my whole career so far. So I can't wait to get back on the road touring, um, basically to see the fans. You know, they, they tell the truth. And when they're in the audience having a great time, uh, then I know that what I'm doing is worth doing. So the only time I can really sense that and get that is when I'm on tour. Uh, and every city that I go to, I'm, I'm meeting new people and I feel so connected with them when I'm out there. It's, it really is just like one big party. So I'm really looking forward to getting back out there again. I enjoyed it so much the last time. It was really hard for me to end the last tour. I, uh, we all had a fabulous time. All the musicians, all the crew members, everybody. 
it was uh, we all we still talk about it so fondly and it was the fans we watched the fans they entertained us i never felt like we were out there trying to entertain them now this tour was 113 shows across europe and north america it ran from september 2003 to july 2004 and it grossed over $90 million from the reported shows. We also got the Live in Chicago DVD release, and she, around the time of this Chicago show, said, With the tour starting in September, I didn't want to miss the summer without staging a concert in the U.S., and after living with these 19 songs from Up and going through the recording process, it's time to get on stage and perform them. Now, the shows were mostly up-tempo numbers, with lots of high-energy kind of rock show-like vibes, and the set list was over 20 songs, so she was given her all. This actual concert special ended up airing on NBC. NBC executives actually reached out to Shania for the special because they believed that her lengthy career and her history crossing over to pop music and country and world music would translate into more viewers, so she accepted the offer and they did the special with Beth McCarthy Miller. Prior to this performance, Shania spent a week in Chicago where she filmed behind-the-scenes footage that would go in the TV special, so she visited landmarks and attended local events and went to a Chicago Cubs game. She tossed the first pitch and she sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game to the audience. And over 50,000 people went to this concert. So it was a big, big show and it was the beginning of her returning to the live stage. She hadn't performed a concert since 1999. This was a big deal. And then we went on the Up Tour. Now, Shania has gone on to say that the end of the Up Tour was a challenging time for her because that's when she began her you know, she had contracted Lyme disease on a break. And she said that in those final shows, like there would be times where she was very dizzy and she almost fell off stage and she didn't know what was going on. And then she started to slowly lose her voice. She rushed released the greatest hits album after and then didn't sing for like six, seven years. And it all started when she received that tick bite when she was riding her horse in Switzerland at home in between breaks of the up tour. I, you know, I'm very curious if anybody who went to those final shows noticed anything that was different. But having said all that, it was still a very triumphant and successful tour for her and a magical time in her career. The album got amazing reviews from critics. Billboard Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, Rolling Stone, Blender, they all gave the album amazing reviews. Entertainment Weekly's Chris Willman was largely positive, giving it an A rating. And he actually compared the album to ABBA. And it's funny that I actually said that, you know, the Kaching song was very similar to ABBA because it does have an ABBA vibe, the triumphant pop adult contemporary vibe. He also complimented the sheer exuberance and joy of the craftsmanship in this double upmanship. Don't feel like mercenary insincerity. They resemble something like actual generosity, not to put too fine a point on it. So basically, like she was just giving. She wanted to give music to the fans. It wasn't about, you know, selling more albums or having more content. She just wanted to give more to the fans because they had waited so long. Up debuted at number one on both the all-genre Billboard 200 albums chart and the Top Country albums chart, selling 874,000 copies in its first week. It remained at number one for five weeks after that for a grand total of six weeks and sold 2.6 million copies in just those weeks that it topped the chart. The album is now certified diamond with an 11 times platinum certification. So actually, the album only only sold. The album, it was a lot of copies, but the album sold 5.5 million copies in the US. The Recording Industry Association of America counts each disc separately. She really cheated that one. <laughs> Basically, the way that it worked was that RIAA gave a double certification because it was a multi-disc release with over 100 minutes in length, therefore giving it a double certification. So she is still the only artist to have three consecutive Diamond RIAA albums. I believe in quality and I want I want people to get their money's worth. When, I, when they put money on a CD, I want them to feel like it's worth paying for. Um, and, you know, 
people, so many people get music for free now. And I really just feel like, you know, you're going to buy this CD. I want you to get, I want you to feel like it was worth paying for. There's a lot of music on this album. We spent a lot of time making it sound as great as it can sound. All the performances are as good as we could get them, and we just, we're proud of it. You know, we, we really put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. And, uh, you know, when people take it home, I hope it affects them in the way that, that I want it to affect them. I mean, it's like going to a movie. I, you want to leave the theater feeling like you've, it was worth paying for. You want to be moved when you leave the theater. You want to still be thinking about that movie two weeks later. Up top the charts in Australia, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, and the USA. It reached the top 10 in Austria, Norway, Switzerland, Ireland, Scotland, and the UK. And it reached number 14 in Japan. It's certified two times diamond in Canada, diamond in the US, three times platinum in New Zealand, Norway, and Switzerland, two times platinum in Australia, Germany, and the UK, and platinum in Austria, Brazil, Denmark, France, Japan, Portugal, and Sweden. So a worldwide success. And Shania's legacy to this day is cemented just from her coming over album. But albums like The Woman in Me and Up are really just additions to that incredible legacy. Those three albums produced more hits than majority of artists have in their entire career. And those three albums sold more albums than literally majority of artists in history. So we got to give Shania her props, our Canadian queen, she is almost 60 years old today, still looks amazing, still sounds great, and still performing. It's so amazing to see. I hope that after this episode, you guys revisit the Up album. Let me know on my Instagram page at Planet2000s what you thought about this episode and what your favorite songs are from the Up album. I'd love to hear and I'd love to chat with you guys. All right, well, next week, we are going to be talking about Mandy Moore's self-titled 2001 release, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, there's nowhere to go but Up and enjoy your Shania, you guys. I love you. I'll see you next week.